Just make your screen bigger, bro. I'm so uh, glad I taught you that. Yeah, he showed me how to do that last week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Dice Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And hey, this is the first time the three of us have been together, I, I think, since Canton, right? Uh, I'm hit- weeks been a while. Just two and then two and then two. Almost happened again this week. But yeah, man. Yeah. Good to see you guys. So here together. are my partners, Jeremy Broen. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yo, you can find me at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. Hey, I'm now. That Shane, Shane is the worst. Trying to get to 10,000 followers. Right You're still the same guy at 9,000, at 10,000. I don't know what that does for you. It's like the well, guy that drives oh the big pickup God. truck and thinks it makes I his have, thing bigger. Come on. So for me at this point. I have an, you know, you guys know, I kind of have OCD. No. I don't like crooked stuff. And I just, I just honestly want to hit 10K and be fucking done with it and never look at it again, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not a goal of mine, so I'll let you have it. <laughs> it is funny, though. It's never going to be mine. The reason I cracked up is because Jeremy mentioned it when we were doing the pre-show. <laughs> and then, of course, the first thing Shane says is that. Are, are those new glasses, Shane? No, same ones, same ones. But I mean, I, look, I know They're people clean. don't want to. People don't want to hear my life, but I did go get my eyes checked today. And uh, I, this, this, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, for the first time, I got checked for the uh, old people eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. it's no big deal. Coma. Well, it's a big deal when they put these f-ing drops in your eyes and they don't tell you that you're not going to be able to see correctly for the next seven hours. Wow, I've done it a bunch of yeah, times. Because- it's no big deal. <laughs> You have to get the one where they use the air. The, the you pay extra and they blow the air in your eye, and then yeah. you can see fine. Like you don't need those sunglasses, and your pupils aren't dilated for six hours. I, I ignored that advice anyway. You know, where he's like, "Hey, make sure you put on sunglasses. It's going to be really bright." And I'm like, "Whatever." I go outside and just like walk into a wall. Um, it's just funny to I, me. It's funny to me. The reason I mention it is because normally I can see your eyeballs doing other things while we're doing a show. Right now, with those glasses. Glasses, your glasses have this giant white glare in them, and I can't see it's your his eyes. New light. It's yeah. his new light. Is that what it is? Because it's like new, off of his glasses. Got yeah. new light. Yeah, um, we can't yeah. see his eyeballs anymore. No, I, you can't. I, I will start wearing new glasses uh, during the show, but they're just going to be over the counter because the doctor said, "Hey, you're at that point now where you can't just wear contacts if you want to see things close. You also need to wear glasses while you're wearing contacts." Yeah, and for said, reading, for reading yeah, up close, said, dude, I'm yeah. there and it hurts your, it gives me headaches. Uh, I said, are you a real it. doctor? Because that doesn't sound true. Are you a real doctor? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the contacts Anyhow. I have are like these, one, one's really strong and the other one's not. But um, yeah, listen, I know that you always say people don't want to hear about personal stuff, but I think people do want to hear about you. Um, so I, I disagree with what you said. However, it is the first week of NFL and a lot of things happen this weekend. So you're right. We have a lot of other things to talk about. Talk about. So before we do that, though, tell everybody about Campus to Canton. Hey, Campus to Canton. Uh, I just I don't want to brag, but I will brag. I am a two and zero in my college on the college side, my CFF league um, of my Campus to Canton league that I have to be it. Oh, and one in the NFL, oddly enough, but two and zero oh in the CFF one. And look, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Campus to Canton, um, CampusToCanton.com, <laughs> because let's be honest. After about the tenth round of the draft, I didn't know who any of these 
people were. I didn't know if any of these people I was drafting were real people, but I relied upon Campus Canton's ADP and their rankings to, to help me, you know, to guide me towards the players I was going to pick. And so far, I'm stomping a mud hole in everyone on the college side, which I didn't see coming. Um, and again, it, it's with players that is Grayson McCall. Is that a guy's name? I got a Mordecai uh, or Mordic. I, I don't know. I don't know who these guys are, but I got them because of Campus <laughs> Canton and they're helping me win. So, and that's just the basic stuff. Just check out the site. Awesome site. Awesome tools. Awesome articles. Awesome writers. Uh, awesome podcasts. You don't have to join the site for that, but you can check out their podcast. Can too. you dig it? And I what's would use the, promo what's... code. Pro- Promo code HQ and save 10%. (laughs) I was going to say, what's the promo code? (laughs) All right, so HQ. So, I mean, look, so many different things happened. So many people got hurt. People didn't show up. People didn't play as well as we thought. People played better than we thought. What is the most important bit of news that came out of all of this stuff? Uh, The most important news, I'm going to say, well, I'll give my eagle spin as always, right? That's what I'll do. AJ Brown um, went out there and absolutely dominated targets. Uh, my man had a like forty-five percent target share on uh, Sunday, um, and if you didn't know, forty-five is um, that's a high number. Yeah, uh, if, if anyone knows that, that's a that's a very high number. Uh, went out there and absolutely balled. <laughs> um, and Devonta Smith, uh, well, Devonta Smith wasn't even looked at for like just full periods of the game, like just full drives. Well, yeah, I, I think the cornerback that was covering him well, did a yeah. pretty damn good job. So I don't know if that'll and be every week, but yeah, once but, you took him out of the game, man, it was A.J. Brown show. And here's the thing, too, and Sam Wallace, <coughs> good friend of this, uh, us, we've known him forever. Sam actually just tweeted this out, too. Uh, A.J. Brown ran the most slap, slap shots, uh, <laughs> slot, <laughs> slot rounds. <laughs> Hockey to slap shots. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to bring up his actual tweet, but basically AJ Brown was used all over the field. Um, but specifically, uh, he was really used out of the slot a lot, like 45% of his snaps were out of the slot. Um, there you go. He ran 27 snaps out of the slot, and that was a career high. Um, that's our dude Sam Wallace tied a career high. Eagles use him like that. There's going to be no reason that he's not going to see a, a 30% target share on this team. I want to say something. People talk about how there's so many fantasy podcasts and people talk about the same stuff and everything like that. But we come on our show after the first weekend of football. I ask you, what's the most important news thing that came out of this weekend? And you come he up with AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> his own team. Yeah. Uh, we'll I mean, see you. <laughs> Were you going to lead with Dak Prescott? Well, I mean, his hand. Oh, wait, that's a big deal. I was going to say that's a much bigger deal. (laughs) And if you have him on your MFL team, who you on, and you have a bad luck every year with injuries, you know, practically first week, and Dak Prescott is one of your top two quarterbacks, you're definitely going to have, you know, trouble uh, uh, this season like Madman here because I always have something terrible happen to me in in that league, in that game called. uh, Scott yeah. Fishbowl? Thank you, Scott Fish. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah. Always always have some kind of crazy, stupid injury, man. Yeah, I I, I have him in Scott Fishbowl also, and uh, I think I scored one of the lowest scores this week because I had yeah. a bunch of other guys that didn't show up. But, but you I know. I mean, you know, if it's your first or second round draft pick, it hurts. 
Yeah, and and especially in in something like that, um, Jeremy, you mentioned something when Shane oh, no. talked. Yeah, no, when Shane talked about AJ Brown. Granted, the whole not everybody cares that much about AJ Brown, but this applies to everybody. It's the first week of the NFL. There's going to be players that showed up big and there's going to be players that disappeared and everybody's going to freak out and start to, to think, oh my God, this guy sucks or this guy sucks. You said it. Devonta Smith was covered by a great cornerback and that could be why he didn't show up. Um, do you think, what do you think about the way everybody's overreacting about all these players? What he just said about AJ Brown could be amazing, but next week it could be Devonta Smith instead of AJ Brown. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been around the block enough times and played this game for long enough to realize that week one, you just can't get terribly excited about it. Now, is A.J. Brown fitting in with the Eagles and doing great? Yes. And is he going to dominate target shares? Hey, hey probably he will. Um, my, probably, though, also not as much as he did in week one. We'll see. Because, you know, think Devonta Smith in his own right is a great player, and he's definitely going to get some looks they have. Goddard and some other great players there. So it's not always going to pan out like that. So yeah, you, you can't get too excited. A lot of things happen. Didn't Equanimeous St. Brown score a couple of touchdowns? I don't know. <laughs> OJ Brown, OJ Howard scored a couple of touchdowns. That's two yeah. more than he normally scores in an entire season. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So it's imp- it's important to not overreact. It's important to react accordingly, right? It's important sure. to look at okay, what 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 probably means something and what probably doesn't, right? Robbie Anderson dominating targets. Robbie <laughs> Anderson yeah. with uh, I think Robbie Anderson. Let me just look it up. Sorry, he had a thirty-two percent target. Share. He was in the top uh, 12, 15 or so in target share. I'm going to go ahead and call that an anomaly just because the rest of his career, except for one season, I've seen that he's been ass cheeks. Yeah, he's a baller. He's had games here and there, but you can't expect him to be consistent like that. And the irony is that, you know, Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, guy who couldn't find a great receiver um, for two seasons somehow yeah. found found this one on that day over and over. And I'm happy with it because I have Robbie Anderson in almost right. every single league I'm in. And, uh, and oh. I did. And wasn't it, there was that story a couple seasons back where Robbie Anderson shit all over Baker Mayfield, didn't he? In a tweet. It was or something literally like that. this off season. Yeah, was it this off season? Okay. It yeah. seemed like it was Early years on, ago. He tore him up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a long, long off season. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> it and was. There, there's, there's certain things that, you know, that, that come from week one that I believe Christian Kirk, uh, 32% target share. Now, do I think he's going to see that at 32% all year? No, but I, I believe he'll be in the 25% range. I believe he'll be the, the number one target in what do you call that place? Jacksonville. They paid him yes. as such. Um, the one game they had in the preseason, they targeted him out like that. And then they went out and targeted him like that in week one. So that, that's something that I would buy into. Yeah, and that team paid for him to be, mm-hmm. you know, a target hog kind of wide receiver. I mean, right. is he going to get, you know, the the long bombs every game? I, who knows? But they did pay him to to get to get the targets, and I I think you can expect that he's going to get, you know, targeted every game like that. But right, week one might be the biggest week for him this season. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say another thing. You know, Amon Ross St. Brown was a guy that some of us were worried about. I came around late on him um, after last year because I was worried. Oh well, T.J. Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift were out. Like, what's he going to do when he when, when they're there? Okay, well, what he did is he went out and he saw. I don't have any targets, but he saw a thirty-three percent target share. Like he he was heavily involved in that offense still, and DeAndre Swift obviously was too. 
um, TJ Hawkinson to a lesser extent. So it looks like our concerns about Amon Ross St. Brown, if you had concerns, you could probably put them away. Obviously. Yeah, and his strength was at the end of the season last year, too. Mm-hmm. So he f- he finally kind of came on in his rookie season toward the end of it. So I think you were getting a glimpse of what he brings to the table at the end of the season. More than likely, he you know got used to the game and all of that. And so it wasn't, you know. It wasn't surprising that he started off this well, as hard a working kid as he is. Um, but yeah, you it is. Hopefully, th- these things do continue that we've seen, not to the dismay of the other players there, but that you know these right. highly drafted ones get. But you can't expect Devonta Smith to stay in the shadows all season. He's a hell of a wide receiver for your Eagles, what the was, team that you sometimes are a fan of. <laughs> what Shane? What was the most surprising person that disappeared? Like that didn't show up, that didn't do what we all thought was going to do. Uh, His favorite I, guy, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, Kyle well, I was Pitts, gonna go yeah. to you. Ne- I was gonna go to you next, Jeremy. <laughs> but, I, I was speaking for Shane. That wasn't <laughs> my answer. I was speaking for my buddy there. He, I mean, he loves he, him some Kyle Pitts. So he, so he had the targets right. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, I am a little concerned, and it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because he also had the targets, but. We have a longer track record of not producing at an elite level. CD Lamb, um, the fact that CD Lamb had what eleven targets, I think he is that right? Something like that. I'm sorry, he had uh, yeah, eleven targets and yeah, two receptions. And now things are just going to get worse without <laughs> Dak Prescott there. I would assume. And, and the reason that concerns me is because look, this is a big year for CD Lamb. And if you're a CD Lamb guy, right? Because we, we we've told ourselves we've given him excuses before. All right, well he had Amari Cooper and he had Michael Gallup there, so yeah, he wasn't going to have a, a massive target share. He wasn't going to be able to produce massively. He produced well, you know what I mean. He produced good, but this leads me to you know not to make this blank assumption, but this leads me towards the 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 out the outcome or the conclusion that you know what maybe he's just a good receiver. You know what I mean? And maybe he's not going to be an elite receiver. So I was a little concerned about him, just his disappearing act this week. Yeah. And like you say, it's going to get worse, at least for the next three to four weeks, you know, with Cooper Rush being the quarterback. Um, So, Jeremy, you answered for him as Kyle Pitts, but you say that's not your answer. Then then who was the biggest disappointment for you? Um, I, I'd have to answer this. Well, I mean, not to steer away from that, but the, the biggest, um, the one that stood out the most to me was Cam Akers. Cause I'm not, I was never a huge fan of Cam Akers. I actually, he became a value. We had conversations on this show after the Achilles injury, you know, Shane and I had some disagreements about running backs and who we thought would be, um, but you know, better in the future than the others. And, you know, different shows we kept talking about injured running backs. And my biggest concern was just that it was an Achilles injury period. Um, You know, and he was young and so he's going to rebound. He had a pretty strong, I wouldn't say amazing end of last season when he came back, you know, the playoff run that he was on, Uh, but you know, enough to alleviate some of the worries about him having healed up and he, and he was playing fine. And I was surprised that he looked so bad and didn't get much action, had the basically, what is it, four carries for zero yards? I mean, he just didn't, uh, three, he, he did nothing with his opportunities. That was, that was surprising to me, highly surprising. Um, you know, I, I got him in a couple of places at a value, but people were drafting him highly in startup drafts. And, you know, they, 
so I feel bad for all the people who went out thinking that he was going to crush it. And he, I don't think week one is, you know, going to be foreboding and like maybe he's um, going to be terrible. But the fact that they have, you know, Darrell Henderson and, and, you know, guys that can just come in and do well they and, and not even need that guy is a little con- concerning for fantasy football altogether. I mean, just underwhelming as hell. That was the one that stood out the most to me. And I know it's a running back, but because um, some players start off slowly and some players start off strong it happens um, you hope you don't have a mix of guys in week one that start off slowly which i have plenty of them by the way <laughs> i had some teams that were like that went out there and put up a whimper uh but but yeah acres usage and his non-productivity both really concerning to me for fantasy football yeah and I, that's a better answer than mine um and it's just that it happened last thursday and it feels like a thousand years yeah ago. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> thursday night games too are, are the, they're a trap right they're a trap because you're like oh I, I can get this player in and but the short week and then I, they don't have an excuse for the first game of the season but thursday night games are weird and you almost have to discount them a bit so maybe i'm overly concerned. no I don't no know. i would say i would say under if if he wasn't coming off the achilles right and if he didn't look awful coming off the Achilles last year. You know what I mean? I, I'd be less concerned if Sean McVay didn't come out after the game and say basically like he needs to play with more urgency. Um, if he didn't blow um, a, a blitz pickup assignment and get Matthew Stafford rocked. I mean, if, he didn't. it's it's like he tried to miss it. It was so yeah, bad. It looked yeah. like he jumped out of the way and was like, yeah. take him, Stafford. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the so problem weird. with the world today is that little clip has been played a million times on Twitter <laughs> and YouTube and everybody's seen it. You know, back in the day, it would have been the coaches and the people in the in the locker room afterwards. They'd be showing that video. But now we all see it and we see it over well, and over I again. Mean, but, <laughs> but it's good that we kind of understand. But yeah, way, I know. But I'm just late, saying that. Yeah, and that happened late in the game, so he already wasn't getting run before that. Yeah. Um, that's the more concerning part is, like, he wasn't even on the field. It was Henderson, and then it was, like, Reggie Gilliam before him even had a touch. Yeah, converted and, uh, tight end to, uh, like, fullback slash running back. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that the kick returner? Right, right. Getting carries before Cam Akers? So I'd say that's a legitimate concern, to be quite frank with you. Yeah, Travis Etienne, you know, came back. He had an injury that was, you know, arguably severe, but a lot of players come back from that injury, and they're fine. J.K. Dobbins, you know, at the knee. Um, You know, concerning, but I still stand by, you know, I was always more worried about, the, the Achilles, just that kind of injury, especially for a running back. And I, I mean, so far, I think it holds it, it holds true. We'll see with Dobbins in his knee. But, you know, ETN, I, I think it, that guy's still going to be a beast. I'm, I'm not worried about him like I am Cam Akers. Well, it is funny when you said your answer and uh, after you said your answer, you said, well, I know he's just a running back, like you said. Well, there was actually quite a few running backs that did not show up in week one. You know, like I have a couple teams where I have like uh, Josh Jacobs and and Alvin Kamara, both with like five, six points, whatever. But one of the big ones that Shane, a couple weeks ago, you kept talking about him and then it became this big thing. And even though he's a rookie, everybody was expecting uh, Damian Pierce to come out and be the greatest running back that's ever played football. And he scored a whopping five points. Um, how do you, <laughs> were you out there? Yeah, I know last week you wanted to tell the world how you won and lost when it came to Gabe Davis and something like that. How do you feel about your win and loss <laughs> with Damian Pierce? I, I mean, Damian Pierce is a, that was a layup. It was expected, right? And, 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 and I don't mean this 
to be cavalier or to be like, I'm smarter than everyone. I just look at what's happened in the past, right? Because usually the past is going to repeat itself. And I heard all types of, well, the, the fourth, the fourth round is the new third round or the fourth (laughs) round is like the second round. And I'm like, no. And there was actually, I forget who put out a tweet, Zach tacit assassin, um, blew that whole myth write that f down i am um, <laughs> zach zach tacit assassin put out a tweet explaining why that was just a false that was a false myth like no and like damian pierce look he he we he we double counted for him he did what we thought we he should do in the, the offseason right like he should have been named the one and he was but guess what then the season started and rex burkhead's the one that got like all the touches and yeah, the veteran the player too. Yeah. The, yeah, good in pass protection and stuff like that. Right. And that doesn't mean Damian Pierce isn't going to contribute this year. It's one week. You know what I mean? Injuries happen. And you know who gets injured a lot? Rex Burkhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, all of this, all of this is one week. That's why we're just mentioning right. specific players that oh, people no, no, were no. really yeah. excited about, you know? But this is, and this was part of my belief is this is why you needed to trade him. When people were selling, willing to give you a 24 first, a 23 first for him, you had to take him because his pedigree does not indicate that he is going to be a successful player in the NFL. You know what I mean? Brees Hall went out there. He had a ton of targets, um, but didn't score a lot of fantasy points. Let's just say if we're just looking at points and nothing else, right? Brees Hall didn't score a ton of fantasy points. I'm not even remotely concerned. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not even just because of the usage where um, Hall saw a ton of targets compared to Pierce's zero. Um, it's because of the pedigree. It's because Brees Hall's a second round pick. I know that the New York Jets aren't going to throw in the towel on him after even one bad season. Whereas, guess what? If Damian Pierce doesn't look good this year, he's done. They'll, they'll just go get another running back in the fourth round and, and he's out. All right. Well, so Jeremy, the opposite of talking about who was your big surprise to suck, who was your big surprise to show up to be awesome this oh, this man, in week a great one? Question. A great, a great question. I was totally unprepared to answer. Oh. Now you're gonna make me make me think about this one. Um, it's fine. I'm I went rewinding. to Shane. I went to Shane first, so this time I went to you first. <laughs> I should have expected this one coming at me too. Um, let me rewind um, and, and think about it. Well, I'll tell you a player that I like that I was ha- happy to see have a great first game that I felt like deserved it and, you know, he's kind of put in the work and dealt with all the, the, the negative uh, press and, and questions about his ability, Justin Fields. And I put it on the sheet for like talking about later, but it, it's fine to do here. You guys know that I thought he was the best prospect at that position for the NFL. Um, you know, I, I didn't know when we would see it and, and I'm still not sure we have, he's got like 11 games, what 11 starts or something, 11 games under his belt, but to come back in without Matt Nagy finally and, and a, uh, an offensive coordinator who I, you know, I don't know from Adam in the NFL at all, Luke Getze, who's, you know, young and working with the quarterback, trying to utilize some of the things we talked about last season that Matt Nagy wasn't like his strengths and tapping into some of the things that he does well, working on his throwing motion and um, his drops and, and got him looking like this, this coordinator in the off season got Justin Fields looking like a professional quarterback in the rain against a pretty good, usually, you know, 49ers defense. Um, I was, you know, it, it's not like he's now a fantasy football superstar after week one, but he's looking more like he's the real deal at quarterback and maybe for fantasy. Um, so I was happy to see that. And, you know, 
obviously not all the rookie quarterbacks from last year, the 2021 quarterbacks did well, you know, or won their games and he did. It, it's not just that. It's just the whole thing. The whole tr- He looked like a different player from last year. And so I was excited to see that because I do own a lot of shares of him. And I don't want quarterbacks that come into the NFL that get drafted, you know, in the first round or whatever to be bad. Like you don't. We we need guys to come in and replace you know the great quarterbacks from the past and and some of the aged ones now the aging ones the Tom Brady's I mean he, a lot of these guys Aaron Rodgers I mean these these aren't the same players they used to be and and I want to see guys come in and become superstars and I'm hoping that Justin Fields might be that guy with his uh, r- running ability and I saw a funny tweet too from <clears throat> someone I don't really follow that said and I believe this totally that Justin Fields is the player we want. Uh, San Francisco's quarterback Trey Lance to be and Mm. I'm not going to argue with that because I was always higher on fields but I was happy to see him succeed finally Um, and hopefully we'll see some of the others uh, you know from last year's class do the same soon so our rookie picks from last year will pay off (laughs) I like how you said that I caught you off guard but that was a pretty great answer Uh, (laughs) I I stole what I was going to talk about later in the show (laughs) oh is that why (laughs) okay (laughs) so what about you Shane who who was like the big surprise to you that was like awesome or maybe not surprised but just somebody you were really happy that they were awesome um well I I, I'm gonna say Jerry Judy um and it's mostly because I got almost physically assaulted on Twitter. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. When, when I asked like, Hey, what's this court in Sutton love? You know what I mean? And it's funny when I asked it, um, people just immediately attacked Judy. And I was like, I didn't ask what's like, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't, this wasn't an either or proposition. I'm just asking you which one you like better. Um, and it was, it was fun. I mean, look, Cortland Sutton had a, a, a good game and Cortland Sutton. Not till the second half though. Right. Uh, Jerry Judy, <laughs> you know, a lot of his points obviously were were off that fifty-seven yard touchdown. I think it was fifty-seven yards. That long touchdown where he broke a tackle um, and scored. But I was happy to see Jerry Judy uh, yeah. come out and, and have a really good game because one, it, it kind of shows me that you know both those guys can succeed in that offense. Um, it's just that I personally think Judy is going to be the better one, even though yeah. I, I was I was beat over the head and told court told that <laughs> Cortland Sutton is like DK Metcalf three point out. You know, one of the players for me when you're talking about like half like Cortland Sutton, the reason I said the second half is I in in my home league I was tied going into Monday Night Football and I had Sutton and he had a defender and at halftime his defender had six points and Cortland Sutton had zero, so it was like really annoying. But then in the second and a half he showed up but you know who else showed up in this the i don't know if either one of you guys saw the saints game but you know kamara for me sucked but i have winston in almost every league but one and and in the first half of that of the saints game did they had freaking Taysom hill out there again and Taysom hill ran 40 something yards and then and then on the third they gave it to him and he ran in a touchdown and I, I just was having all these nightmares that it's the Taysom Hill thing again and then in like the fourth quarter you know Jameis showed up and he gets 200 yards and gets all these touchdowns and stuff like that and I don't know that that that's saying that he had a great game but I was scared there the first half and then the second half I felt he better had a about really him. good fourth quarter but he was exactly. always a pretty good quarterback um, you know, he had his wrinkles, but, you know, he was good for fantasy. He had that one incredible season for sure. I, I thought he had this in him all along, and I, I'm not surprised. And you're happy. 
be if you started Taysom Hill in your tight ends. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't keep doing that to Jameis Winston because I have enough shares of him that I want to see him throwing the touchdown. <laughs> well, you know how I get upset about it all the time. So even in HQ6 when we were rushing through that draft, there was one point where I needed a tight end and Taysom Hill was there and I was like, oh, I'll draft him because maybe I'll get some other point. And then I was like, no, I cannot have him on my team. And then watching him do what he did, I was like, ah, damn, I should have drafted him. But... <laughs> QB six on the week. QB six on the week. For, I mean, very good. That's good. Yeah. And, and and you know there was one other rookie that you know that I was very happy that he did well was that Kyle Phillips. Remember that kid? I was getting him yeah. in like every league yeah, in like the fourth the and fifth deal, round. Sure. I have yeah. him in every single league but one. That guy, but I think it was in HQ four. Kevin got him, I think. But he had like six catches for sixty six yards or something like that. And and to me that was great. You know some of the other rookie wide receivers I was waiting for, you know, didn't do anything, but, but like we Michael always say, Thomas it's, it's came week off one. in that same game, man. Yes. Michael yeah, Thomas yeah. came off. I yeah. had a, had a, someone else's foot sewed on so he could finally play football again. And <laughs> he's out there catching a couple of touchdowns, looking like the same deal, relegating all the other wide receivers to like, you know, it's the bench right. where they mostly yeah. belong. Well, Landry um, had a good game though. Yeah. Landry, yeah. not, notwithstanding. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, but the other, you know, Traquan and all those guys that seemed to do well when at times when when uh, Thomas was out, but I, it was good to see because I like both of those wide receivers. I mean, it's it's too bad Thomas has been hurt for 13 years, but um, he and Landry, I was <laughs> excited for for Winston to have both of those guys because they're both really good sort of comfort, you know, comfort players for a quarterback. I mean, you know, somebody's probably always open, you know, but uh, that was a great game. I didn't see any of that game, those Sipes. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I finally got rid of DirecTV. I don't have it anymore, but I used to always have the football package, but it was still turned on. I ended up having to call DirecTV and tell them to turn it off because they charged me anyways. But I, I got to at least see that game because that's the game I wanted to see, you know, and then Kamara just it wasn't it wasn't so much fun to watch. But um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I do have a question for you. I don't know. I guess who made the show sheet where it says topic CD Lamb versus Michael Pitts? Okay, well, that was supposed to be Michael Pittman. Okay, uh, yeah, they, that's why my confusion. <laughs> I, was gonna, I wasn't sure no, who Michael no Pitts was. <laughs> I don't know who Michael Pitts is. I don't um, either. He's a lovely dude. I don't even think he was a pastor. I, I was going to go to that topic, but I just was so confused on who Michael Pitts was. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, um, so we, we can make this brief. But yeah. Michael, uh, Michael Pittman uh-huh. um, went out there, dominated targets again, right? Michael Pittman um, <laughs> is uh, has seen a target share over twenty five percent in his in in one of his seasons, which is not something that CD Lamb could say. <laughs> right? Um, who would you prefer, straight up in Dynasty? Me, CD Lamb, or Michael Pitt? Pittman. Jesus. Now I'm going to call Michael Pitts. For the rest of <laughs> well, I would take Michael Pittman because obviously I did that in the draft. We just did with uh, the, the, in the HQ six, I took him. I think I took him before CD lamb. I, I liked him better anyways. That's the right choice. Yeah. And I liked him better. And especially now with that situation that's over there in Dallas anyways. But uh, I guess Jeremy would take the same because he said it was the right choice. So. Yeah, I highlighted him. Um, I absolutely, and and it's. I mean, it's a lot of reasons. It's it's Dallas. It's Jerry Jones. It's it's a lot of things. I mean, I I might change my mind if Michael Pittman played for the Cowboys. That's how much I don't like that Ceedee Lamb plays for the Cowboys sometimes. Uh, but I I think you know Lamb so far. I want. I'm a believer, but I just feel like 
he's a very explosive player and I don't know how consistent he's going to be and how many targets he's going to command. I can't tell. I, I mean, I don't want to hate on the guy, but I'm just, I don't have a lot of, a lot of faith in him. I, I feel much better about Michael Pittman and I'd rather have Michael Pittman. Yeah. And I, and I, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I was wrong. Uh, CD lamb was picked before I picked Michael Pittman, but it was like, uh, it looks like nine picks before me, but, uh, um, and, it, and it doesn't sound like it would have made a difference to you. No, it wouldn't have made a difference, no. Um, but uh, so then let me ask you this then. If you wanted to just breeze breeze by it, we do have some trades. But I do have an interesting question for you about this chart you put here with the Giants wide receiver routes. Um, based on the routes that you put here, without me telling the numbers and everything, I just think it's amazing that Kenny Galladay was the most when everybody was essentially saying Kenny Galladay is dead, he's done, he's finished, don't draft him, don't have him on your team. Well, it, I, he ran a lot of routes. He just did absolutely nothing with him. Well, that, yeah. but that's what I wanted to ask you. Everybody was saying that he was dead, he's done, he's finished. But for the team, they had him run the most routes on the team. So why is it that the team has him doing that, but he's not producing what he should be producing with that amount? Because he's no longer good at football. <laughs> but so the um, team still thinks he is then? Well, no. I mean, if you look at the, the routes, the, the routes were – it's not like he crushed anyone, right? He had 22. Richie James, Jesus Christ, had 22. And Sterling Shepard had 20. It was and that was wild. the thing real quick that I thought stood out the most on this entire page was that Richie James yeah. only ran two routes fewer than Kenny Galladay. Richie no, no, James no, he ran really. Yeah, oh, the same. Yeah, the same, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, I was looking at Sterling Shepard. That is insane. I mean, you know, keep going on Kenny Galladay, but the Galladay, but the funny thing to me is just that Richie James even played that much, period. I didn't know he was still in the league. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> That's and I, I joke was... about that. I joke about that all the time, you know. But like, you were I, serious I, in this case. <laughs> I was dead serious. Yeah. So <laughs> Kenny Galladay, despite running the most routes on the, the, the team, had two targets for twenty two yards. Awful. Um so that's and uh, he was outproduced by Richie James and uh, I believe David Sills uh, might have outscored him too. And I, I don't know who David Sills is now. That's a singer, right? From Crosby Sills. <laughs> Crosby, no. <laughs> no, he's not out there running sixteen routes. Um, but you know, and Wandale Robinson was another one that was a rookie that everybody was really high hurt. on. You know, but he got hurt. Yeah, he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, so, he got hurt. He you got know. Hurt. Oh, and I lied. Uh, David Sills didn't actually score. So he just okay. ran a bunch of routes. He didn't actually score. But, yeah, Wandell got hurt. Um, Kadarius Tony, they apparently hate him. Yeah. Um, he's he, only able to run three they, routes. They really don't. Yeah, his mom went to the game and everything. The poor guy didn't even get to play football. <laughs> but, like, Sterling Shepard cleaned <laughs> up, man. Did they did they point that out during the game or something? Like, how do you know that? <laughs> his mom was She there. was definitely there. Yeah, mom's was in the crowd. <laughs> Okay. Well, look, let's go to yeah, some and, of these and, trades we have because we, we you, J Shane, we're, we're already at 37 minutes and you wanted to be out uh, of here in 40. We'll, we'll just do, <laughs> we'll do a couple quick trades. All right. So not all these trades need to be talked about. They're not all good trades and fun trades, but I do have a fun trade that involves Dakota Prescott. Guess what guys? What? What? Trade alert. Oh, oh but no. wait, before you do the trade alert, who are the trades brought to you by? Oh, dynasty nerds. Trades are brought to you by DynastyNerds.com. Sign up using promo code TRADESHQ, and you get 15% off any Dynasty Nerds membership. Um, let me say this. Uh, I love the nerds. Uh, great dudes, but also a great site. Um, uh, the GM tool, real, really cool. Um, if you don't know what that is, basically, it 
you can look at all the teams in your league from assets to position to overall team. It, it's really cool. Plus there's, you know, great articles, rankings, uh, the nerd herd, all types of great stuff over there. So go, go join, go become a nerd uh, herd member. Um, <laughs> use promo code trades HQ. Awesome. Those guys are coming on the show in a couple weeks. I think we have Bob Harris next week. Don't like to overpromise and under deliver as long as he can fit us in his schedule. He wants to come on the show. He loves coming on, uh, but we're going to have Garrett, uh, Garrett Price and the the nerd himself, the big nerd himself, um, joining us as well, Dynasty Rich. So um, cool. it's going to be a whole mashup of Nerds HQ um, in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's funny. Shane wasn't with us um, at the time when we were in Canton, but Jeremy and I were talking to Bob Harris and we were taking pictures and we were hanging out with him. And then when we were saying goodbye, he's like, uh, uh, are you guys going to ever have me back on the show? <laughs> We're like, Bob, you can come on every single week if you want to. Name your name. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be fun when we have Bob back. We, uh, we always love having him on here. All right. So what is this trade alert that you wanted to scream about? Yeah. All right. So and this is in a buddy of our league, uh, buddy of ours league. Uh, one of them, Trade Addict 6, uh, Mr. Outhouse, the, uh, the proprietor, creator of point season scoring. Point scoring season, anywho. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, the term. So on the one side, we have Joshua Allen. Uh-huh. And on the other, uh, and this is clearly a team not trying to win right now, um, Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, and DJ Moore. Oh, he done. <laughs> wait, wait. Why do you say, oh, Eton? I just, I'm just looking at this. He, he, sh- he, he really wanted to get him a quarterback, huh? Yeah. I, I, I'll say this. Me and e- Eton went back and forth a little bit. Um, me and Eton have made several trades before, and he pointed out to me. He's like, we seem to make a trade a year, and I was like, yeah, we kind of like we can come to a, a, a come to a decision. Look, he's a pragmatist, right? So am I. He wants an elite quarterback. Uh, this is probably a price I would pay if I was on the opposite end yeah. of the spectrum, to be quite honest with you. But yeah. I, where I'm sitting in that league is bad as always somehow. Um, <laughs> no matter what I do, it turns to poop. So, uh, <laughs> And look, uh, after weeks and weeks and months and years and decades we've been doing this show, every time you pull up a trade that you make, I always ask you the same questions. What type of team do you have that you gave up Josh Allen to get those three pieces? And what type of team did he have to give up those three pieces? Like, did he have depth in the other two positions to be able to deal with with trading those three pieces to get Josh Allen, he had, he had pretty de- decent, pr- pretty decent depth. You know what I mean? Look, anytime you trade Brees Hall and DJ Moore in a trade, that's gonna that's gonna hit. You yeah. know what I mean? It just is. But from his perspective, you got to hope that getting the QB one, uh, QB two, and Dynasty is gonna is gonna paper over those wounds, and you can backfill those positions later. Yeah, points wise, he was definitely QB one. Uh, you know, for week one at least. And then, what do you have now at quarterback? You have Dak and who? Uh, Kirk Kirk Cousins. Uh, so I have the same guy, uh, literally yeah. the same dude. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jeremy, you said uh, e- 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 Eton. Like, would you rather have the Josh Allen side or the other side? Um, I'd rather have the Josh Allen side. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, but I mean, I know why he did this. I mean, I, I, I can understand this trade. It's perfectly fine that you're going to have to give up something like this. I, I saw, I thought it was a trash offer. Um, I was offered Dak Prescott, um, but I think it was um, Dak for Tua and a, Dak and a couple pieces for Tua and a first. And I thought it was an, I just untimely for me. I, I'm not going to give up a first in a trade like that. But um, I would rather, yeah, I'd rather have Allen. But it depends. Like Shane said, he doesn't. He needs. You know, Brees Hall and DJ Moore, and sure, and, 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 looking up, so it made sense for him. And th- and that's the funny part is by trading Josh Allen, I can actually now support a more competitive roster because looking at the starters, the guys I was starting in place of, you know what I mean, I got an extra starter out of the deal basically. <laughs> and one of the starters I replaced was like just a trash can. I just <laughs> I'm so sorry to laugh right now, but for some reason, the way those glasses reflect the light and the way you're you're you almost it, read the screen. <laughs> yeah, but his earphones are like these black earphones. You look like you're in a shooting range. You look like yeah. you look like you're wearing like some kind of like protective <laughs> goggles and ear things you can shoot a gun. That's what you look like. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> We're gonna have to do something different with that lighting thing because it totally glares your whole well, no, no, no. So I will I'll <laughs> change the angle of it. Yeah, yeah. something. I so, have, look. I have two light kits right there, and you don't see it in my well, when I when I when I I have to call the doctor, the eye doctor back. Uh-huh. Sado, and I'm telling him like, hey, I need the uh, non-reflective glasses. <laughs> okay, maybe that's what it is too. It's so funny. Spray, spray something on those lenses. <laughs> so I can read. I can read what you're looking at right now. Yeah. See, I can't read it because I I, I can see there's words, but I can't see them. Uh, but that's that's a whole other story with my glasses. Um, uh, you had a couple other trades on here, though. There's one that involves Jalen Waddle. There's yeah, one that it does run. Kyle Murray. Uh, Murray. Did we already talk about the UDPL trade that we made? Uh, is that on the show sheet? No, Which one? I think we talked about that last week. So let's skip that one. Let, let's just do this one. This one's... Uh, this one, uh, by the way, uh, well, no, no, you guys didn't join this league. Uh, Izzy uh, from Dynasty Trade Calculator, good friend of ours, um, DMs me on, I, I forget what night, like Tuesday or Wednesday, and he's like, bro, um, I have an orphan. It's paid for this year. Do you want to take it? And I DM him back, and I'm like, look, man, I'm in way too many leagues, but I'm not in any, in any Dynasty Trade Calculator. So I'm in. Um, <laughs> All right. So that's and, a good um, reason. Yeah. And, and immediately I go to a, a it's time to tear shit up mode on this team. Uh, I'm still trying to trade Saquon Barkley, by the way. And I can't, I cannot move him in this league, man. I got one, the best offer I got was a 2023 first. And I was like, well, let me see what happens this week. And he went out and he smashed it. <laughs> it was the number one I, running back go, for the week. <laughs> yeah. And I go, hey, guys, I still got Barkley. And no one's made an offer this week. So uh, I, I don't know what the hell. Anywho, uh, I gave up uh, Dakota Metcalf. Nope, nope, DK. DK Metcalf, uh, Cole Komet, because sure, why not? I got back Jalen Waddle, uh, Trey McBride, and a round 23, 2023 uh third rounder huh so you call that tearing up the team well that i i, I mean unfortunately there were supposed to be like several more trades after that but oh cooperating with me <laughs> <laughs> no it's cooperating all right well uh, jeremy what do you do you what do you think i mean we know what Jalen model is but do you care with the trey mcbride in the third and giving up cole Komet and dk um, 
really don't. I'm, the the third's not that interesting, but I I like Waddle and uh, McBride. Listen, DK Metcalf kind of has a a low floor. I mean, I don't know. And, and, and you know, you want to say high, high <laughs> um, high, but he does. I don't think he does. And I'm not a Cole Komet fan um, at all. So I, I wouldn't include him in a trade probably unless I'm trading him away. So I, I, I prefer the Waddle McBride side myself. Yeah. I was going to say, I like the Waddle side. I like Waddle. I do think when Upside. we were, when we were talking about, when we were talking about players that didn't show up or show up, Cole Komet was one of those players that there mm-hmm. was some kind of buzz about him being like the number two receiver on the team. And he's going to get a lot of play and he's going to get a lot of this and that. And, and, you know, that didn't really happen. It is amazing to me when you talk about Shane about, Oh, I'm surprised that guy guy's still in the league and everything. I knew Geno Smith was still in the league. I just <laughs> d- didn't really think much after what, eight, nine years. Well, you wrote he, him off, but he didn't write back. Yeah, well, they, exactly. Know. I heard that answer that he said at the end of the game that, yeah, they wrote him off, but he didn't write back. But, but I mean, he, <laughs> I, I mean, some of those throws he was throwing, I, I think he looked pretty good. I was, I was yeah, surprised about Geno Smith, you know? Um, but he's still playing. I mean, he played last year when Ross was hurt. No, no, no. I know what, what I'm saying is to, to come out as the starter and play as well as he did. You know, they were saying it's been, what did they say? I don't remember how many years it's been since he started a week one game for a, for an NFL uh, team, like I'd eight years. Yeah, yeah eight years or something like that. Their second or rookie season. I don't remember what. So it's a long time between week one starts, you know, and, and yeah, I was just, really I think he played well and, and I was surprised how, how good and, and, but like you said, it's week one and who knows, maybe he'll disappear. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. So I think we kind of know what Gino is. And look, I'm, I'm happy as hell the guy won. Like, that was pretty awesome. Like, didn't he get his jaw broke by someone um, yeah. when he was in yeah. the Jets? Like, Had just, it wired shut, yeah. Yeah. Another player on the team, I think. And he just, he, look, the dude's been put in bad situations. And it's nice to see him win. He's a limited quarterback, um, which is part of my concern with DK Metcalf. And I know that I, I, I've talked about, like, well, DK Metcalf will be fine after this year. But that really depends upon Seattle getting a quarterback. And they really went into this year going, we're fine with the Drew Locke, Geno Smith battle. Whoever yeah. wins it shall win it. And we saw Geno Smith, uh, I think DK went, what, seven for 26 yards, seven for 33 yards or whatever it was on – Whatever yeah. night they played, and it's Monday only Geno Smith's tenth season. He's only been in the league since 2013. <laughs> you gotta have some patience with these guys. <laughs> well, I did like I did like when the crowd was chanting Geno, and like yeah, he, he mentioned cool. it afterwards. You Good know, for but, him, man. Uh, it just I mean, there's interesting things, and and I've always said like week one is like one of the hardest weeks to predict. You just don't mm. know what's going to happen. Some of these guys. Also, there was plenty of talk by a lot of the broadcasters excuse me, a lot of the broadcasters about rust and all that kind of stuff. But it'll be interesting after this week to see when some of the dust settles who may or may not uh, show up in week two uh, based on their week one playing. Um, but I think for right now, we're going to wrap everything up. And uh, before we do that, though, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon account. Uh, we have a Patreon account. It's at uh, yes. Dynasty Trades HQ. Patron, probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's on Patreon, and if you search Dynasty Trades HQ, you'll find it. I right, become a patron. You get an uh, uncensored version of this podcast, bonus podcast. You get swag. You get 
uh, articles. Uh, I just started a series that I'll be dropping for the uh, patrons every week, uh, usually Wednesday or Thursday, more likely Thursday, considering I generally won't have Wednesdays off. Um, <laughs> you get to talk to us all the time in there, nonstop. You get to DM us. You get to uh, sometimes you get my phone number. <laughs> um, and I apologize for the weird text at night. Sometimes I don't have my glasses on and don't realize how I'm texting. Anywho, um, become a patron. It's well worth it. You get swag. Mike's rocking his uh, HQ crew oh, yeah. t-shirt right now. Woohoo! Uh, yeah. Oh, I have to send you guys your polos. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah, not, not you patrons. We got polos for us. <laughs> we got polos for Canton, uh, which was a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, uh, actually, Shane, one last thing before we go. Last week when you and I did the show um, together, when we took a photo of the show, you held up a little trophy. And yeah. we never talked about the trophy during the show, but a couple people asked about, hey, how come Shane's holding a trophy in the picture? <laughs> what was that trophy? <laughs> Uh, so in case anyone doesn't know, I do have a, a daytime job, a real job, uh, because unfortunately I can't do this full time as much as I, well, I do this full time, unfortunately. I can't support myself in the full time efforts that I put into this, anywho. So I won, uh, we had a work event uh, at my job last week and I won uh, most likely to talk while on mute in a, Zoom meeting, in a WebEx meeting or a Zoom meeting. And really? that, that's why I wanted for you. That's why I wanted you to mention it because I I I think my comment to to you was something like I'm glad that uh, you know it shows up in your real life what happens in our time. I know <laughs> because yeah. we deal with that a lot. I I think we even had one episode where it was just you and I where I think yeah. I titled it uh, Shane you're on mute because yeah. you do that all the time. So so I I, 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 I tagged you know after I wanted I tagged you and I tagged Clay and I tagged Scott. <laughs> because at least once uh, I'd say a day, one of you tells me that I'm on mute. And, and, and honestly, <laughs> it's mostly Scott anymore because we're doing roster reviews for uh, Dynasty Trades in five. And it's just me and him. And I put myself on mute <laughs> and I start talking. And every time, every time, Scott, Jane, you're on mute. I love Jane, it. I was just glad mute. to hear the story because I knew when you were holding up that trophy that it was not for winning a fantasy football league. And don't take that the wrong way. Uh, just, I'm just kidding. There's only one way to take that. I'm just being a smart ass. Yeah. No, I, I figured it, it. there was a bigger story at, at work there. I just think it's so funny. I, I just love that real <laughs> life is, is also you. this, you know? Um, so, hey, look. Uh, Thanks for listening. Go check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. And uh, like Jeremy mentioned earlier in the show, we've got some really fun guests coming up. It's going to be a fun football season. Uh, if you're in New Hampshire, Manchester, New Hampshire, I'm going to be at a convention this weekend. Come see us. Um, and, uh, you know, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane.